We talk a lot about incidences <laughs> of hoisting ourselves upon our own petards. And uh, I love when I get to learn about a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems like when I was a kid in the early, well, mid to late, 80s uh, and early 90s. Well, of course, when I moved to Hawaii, everything was different. But uh, that, uh, like, my experience of spring, <laughs> uh, it didn't seem like as many people I knew were like, completely debilitated yeah. <laughs> by spring. Uh, but but a lot of people are now. Uh, a lot of my coworkers were completely miserable. A lot of people I know, like, one of our friends was out hiking <laughs> in this area for some reason, even though he's very allergic to, like, everything. He had a real bad night after he decided to go hiking. But, um, mm. but uh, yeah, um, <laughs> trees. Trees are pooping all over everything. Well, not pooping. It's okay. We're, we're explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this is also a fun intersection with just everything else. Because So the problem here is that, so if you're familiar with how uh, sexual plant reproduction works, there's um, some plants where there are male and female parts, and some plants where there are male and female plants. And they serve a similar role that they do in the animal kingdom, where one releases genetic material and another accepts genetic material from which they make offspring. And the female trees are the ones that make fruit, which is what surrounds seeds, which turn into more trees. And at some point, urban planners decided that was too messy. <laughs> right. And so the obvious solution there was to replace all of the messy grill trees with nice, clean, upstanding boy trees. Uh, and, and, and that's how we got where we are today. Uh, when, when the elm trees were basically all died out, and indeed I lived on a street that was partially lined with elm trees for a little while and, and ain't anymore, um, they were replaced uh, when they were replaced at all with mm -hmm. mostly or entirely male trees because male trees are clean, fine, upstanding trees <laughs> that that don't drop annoying little fruits everywhere. But but it turns out that the thing they do, which is release massive clouds of pollen, <laughs> is actually really bad. Like probably worse. And the number of ways in which it is worse is. Confounding. <laughs> so, first of all, uh, not all plants are wind pollinated. Some are insect pollinated, like the elms that died. Uh, so, these are specifically trees that release clouds of pollen instead of, you know, just letting it float off on a bee. Right. Um, not that we are doing great with the bee situation now. Yeah, the bee situation is also <laughs> pretty bad. So on the one hand, these trees don't need bees. But on the other hand, they make everybody miserable. Um, because we're planting these male trees in a combination of isolation and only among themselves instead of, you know, like in a forest or 
in a uh, normal 50-50 sex split. Pollen is supposed to, like, just sort of poof out and, you know, be done. Because it's also attracted to the female trees. But since they are nowhere to be found, it just stays (laughs) in the air. And, you know, so, like, there could have been pollen sinks. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty great that that not only did we, did we, and by we, I mean a bunch of scientists who were presumably mostly, if not entirely male, (laughs) decide to uh, only plant these male trees that are pollen spreaders. Uh, They decided that it would be fine to not have the pollen recipients that would actually remove it from the air. Uh, and and somebody um, something I think it was in the in the main article uh, pointed out that you can teach children not to eat. Oh yeah. So the thing about trees is they also suck up a bunch of whatever's in the ground, and that will make its way into uh, the fruit and the pollen. Now with the fruit stuff, you can teach children don't eat the little thingies that fall off the maple tree. Less easy to teach them don't breathe the air yeah. <laughs> that's near the maple tree. So children are inhaling a fair amount of like PCBs and all kinds of like, you know, whatever we've leached into the soil over the years, which is still a lot of pretty nasty stuff. Yeah. And the article specifically mentions uh, xenoestrogens from BPA plastic. Which is, you know, an epidemic that we are never going to be rid of because, you know, we did this to ourselves (laughs) on the microscopic level. It's everywhere and this is what we have to deal with now. And everyone of uh, every birth and presenting gender is going to die of breast cancer. It'll be fine. Yeah, we poisoned the earth real good with a lot of stuff. (laughs) I I think I saw a thing where like, uh, they're finding cocaine and shrimp now and (laughs) don't even have an explanation. (laughs) Yeah, it's like our whole deal on this planet is like, I think this will be okay. (laughs) It will not. No, it will never be okay. (laughs) Nothing is okay. Like, oh yeah, you know, girl trees are messy. We'll only do boy trees. Only boy trees, as far as the eye can see. Oh, and you know where we'll plant a bunch of trees? Schools. Yeah. Like, the highest pollen reading, like, ever was taken on the roof of a school building. So, like, kids really have no chance today. Not only is there increasing pollution. Well, okay. So, in in some places, there's a, the, the amount of air pollution due to car traffic has decreased dramatically due to regulations, California, blah, blah, blah. Um, however, <laughs> in uh, cities, um, particularly inner cities uh, near freeways, i.e. where poor people live, uh, there's still a huge amount of air pollution from cars just sort of idling down the freeway, <laughs> you know, thousands and thousands of cars um, polluting the air immediately. So it used to be the case that uh, you couldn't go outside in California like a lot of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, now now it's it's pretty rare, but there are definitely places where like it's it's still real bad. Uh and and like in Atlanta near the freeway there it's real bad and then we planted <laughs> only boy trees which are pollinating like mad. So really, if you're a ki- if you're if you're a kid who doesn't have asthma, like you're super lucky. Yeah. Um and to get back to California for a minute, um, I didn't uh, bookmark this, so it's lost to the sands of time. But mm. there was someone who was showing a um, non-satellite, but like aerial photo of L.A. And how there's like the rich neighborhood that's full of tall old growth trees. 
and oh, yeah. the poor neighborhoods, which are not. And because right. <laughs> shade <laughs> promotes crime, did exactly, you know? yeah. <laughs> and like that, that was like what the article was getting to. And you know, like you could, you know, go on the the time slider on Google Street View and see the trees actually get removed. Yeah, uh, it, it's sort of the opposite of, of gentrification uh, is the trees go away as the uh, economic circumstances of a neighborhood degrade. I mean, to some extent, trees, big old trees die eventually. And there's probably some correlation between neighborhoods that are like older and people leaving them. Um, although that's sort of being reversed with gentrification. So who knows? There might not, <laughs> there might actually be an anti-correlation there. But anyway, um, the, the idea is that if you have <laughs> any place, any possible location where people might feel inclined to linger, like yeah. to to lean against a tree trunk, for example, and catch their breath while they hustle to locate the bus stop that's too far away and requires them to cross the street without a crosswalk because, you know, fuck the poor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you can't have that because when there are poor people, when there are poor people lingering anywhere, it's like it's like how benches have to be horribly uncomfortable and they have to have like, oh, yeah, the divider you know, is every 18 inches. Yeah, so so you, a, you can't weigh more than 100. 195 pounds and yeah and i definitely can't um, sleep on it <laughs> and like and like doorways have to have spikes and stuff it's yeah. it's amazing and and against people right like, <laughs> it's the the hostility of in in los angeles in particular like it's almost a little weird because in atlanta there's this whole thing about trees where they'd much rather have trees than people <laughs> but um but in LA, apparently, it's the opposite. Also, they tend to plant palm trees, which are just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, before we leave California, uh, I also <laughs> want to mention that you also can't go outside a lot of the year because it's always on fire now. And a yeah. thing that was happening during a recent fire that was affecting San Francisco was that that air filter that sponsors a lot of podcasts was selling a lot of units because it enabled people who could afford, you know, an $800 air filter mm-hmm. to stay in their San Francisco apartments while, you know, East Bay was on fire or were, you know, wherever it was. And apparently those also work on pollen, you know. Yeah. Again, if you have $800 to spend per room. Yeah, <laughs> I actually kind of don't. Um <laughs> Because a lot of houses in San Francisco don't actually have air conditioning because it's not supposed to ever really be hot there. Well, it is now. And also, yep. it's super on fire. So you don't want to leave your windows open because turns out breathing the on fire is super bad for you. We've Poisoning the air is something we've also done extremely well uh, through... <laughs> through well through i mean a lot of it comes back to global warming uh there's no rain or there will be cycles of like all the rain and then no rain for a really long time which really optimizes your fuel for your wildfires yeah it's all Um, connected to you know to just bad planning and bad feedback loops because whenever anyone wants to build a house the first thing they do is get rid of every old growth tree they put up a horrible mcmansion that is poorly insulated so it costs energy to cool it there's no mm-hmm. old growth uh shading it and anything that is replanted is not only one of these semen spewing boy trees <laughs> but uh it's also a small tree that will never get big because oh because 
you know, there's a non-zero chance that it'll, you know, fall on the house in 50 years. And it's like, oh, I don't know, maybe take that risk or... Also, know? like, you can cut it down before that and, and plant a new one, like... And just trees, keep an eye on it. <laughs> trees have life cycles. You just, you kind of pay attention. Oh, but don't plant eucalyptus because that definitely will drop branches on you <laughs> no matter what. That's what they do. That's that's what eucalyptus trees are for. Also, they look real creepy when they shed their bark. Yeah. They have, they've got, like, elbows and knees and stuff, and I don't like it. <laughs> Um, and old growth trees, like other old growth trees, you'd think they'd be competing for each other, and to an extent they do, but they also, there's a, there's a critical mass you need of other trees in an ecosystem because that holds the soil together. Soil? What soil? <laughs> when you have grass and pavement instead, um, you fuck with the water table because water doesn't get absorbed into the trees. It runs off. It goes onto the roads, absorbs oils, continues right. running off, and doesn't recharge aquifers, doesn't recharge lakes. And that just leads to the general drying out of things, which leads to more irrigation, which in addition to itself fucking up the water table by taking from aquifers instead of lakes and stuff... Mm. Um, costs energy because it's not like sprinklers run on gravity <laughs> and it's it's just all just just everything causes everything <laughs> and I mean, it's so fucking frustrating suburbia was a mistake it really is. a lot of a lot of this does boil down to what we do when we make a suburb which is of course cut down all the trees and then you like remove all of the dirt <laughs> so that you can have a level lot and then you take it away and then you replace it sometimes but with like whatever <laughs> and and you, so you've got you just replace it with things that cost energy you've got shitty dirt yeah. that doesn't really want to grow anything uh so you have to fill it with your fossil fuel derived um fertilizers and stuff so you can maintain your horrible lawn yeah which you then uh cut once a week during the summer with your oil powered cutting machine which because you're a uh, bored suburban dad is, is a ride-on mower so well i mean in california <laughs> you don't you don't mow your own lawn for the most part you <laughs> you hire uh some That's people true, yeah. whose whose status uh is unknown to you and who may be terribly abused by whoever it is you're actually paying and they use their gas-powered equipment including their gas-powered leaf blowers which are basically the worst thing ever um, their motors are horrible and also they're really bad for the people carrying them around not just because of the considerable amount of pollution they emit but also because of the noise <laughs> yeah uh in a previous episode we talked about how you know, lawns are the worst thing ever, and the be how the, the best way to kill your lawn in a good way is to just leave the leaves there. And, you know, you mentioned that, well, that causes cockroach problems. Oh, it super does. <laughs> and the thing about that is, you know, as, as we talked about in our uh, <laughs> uh, Big Farmer with an F episode, mm. uh, cockroaches are a pest that was basically created by people. Well, so to a certain extent, it's cockroach's job to break down leaf litter. Like if if Georgia were the forest that it used to be, like there would be tons of cockroaches around uh, eating leaf litter and pooping whatever they poop, gross, gross poop. Uh, and that would be fine because 
I wouldn't be there to mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of like nature things that we think are icky and horrible and that we need to control are are just like they're they're they're, they're value neutral. <laughs> they're supposed to be there. We're not. Is the they're, thing. they're trying to do a job that we took away from them, and as a result, that's why you get them swarming inside urban buildings because you know they're designed to be these things that reproduce in swarms because you know they also get killed in swarms everything predates on them unless you take away the entire ecosystem right turns out that's not like great uh yeah so i love when horrible stuff like this just falls into our laps and we get to be angry about that wasn't even you know on the schedule (laughs) it really seems like we've pretty much like that the the planet is kind of fucked up beyond redemption <laughs> like i it it seems not unlikely that we've reached a tipping point where it's like well it was a good run yeah. of humans <laughs> on earth but yep let's pack it in <laughs> <laughs> and and it's not like <laughs> there was this really great tweet that was like it's 2019 where are my arcologies um because that was like the coolest thing in Sim oh City. yeah the, yeah the thing you had yeah. to get like uh, 20 million people or something for yeah yeah, and apparently if you filled your map with launch arcologies, at some point they would actually, like, take off. And and I think that's, like, what we would need to do at this point. But we can't because we don't have arcology technology. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I still remember the cheat code for those. They're so good. I, I it, it really makes me want to go, go play SimCity 2000. <laughs> like, really, really bad. I actually bought that on a CD at some point uh, when I was in college to play on my, I bought this ancient laptop off of eBay for like 125 bucks. <laughs> and it was like a, I think it, oh, is it a Pentium? I think it was just maybe a Pentium 2, but I doubt it. You really missed out uh, not playing uh, SimCity 2000 on a Mac because the uh, the software instruments on the Mac were not only better to start with, but you could also just embed them in the resource work for your classic application so the soundtrack for that game on mac was like actually pretty good damn it (laughs) all right that's it i'm gonna buy uh an ibook (laughs) key lime ideally yeah that'll cost you more than a modern macbook air (laughs) oh so much more (laughs) i can maybe i can maybe if i lower my standards and get graphite or indigo you can, but uh, it won't have a CD door or uh, the leaf on the Apple logo. Well, a lot of the key lime ones also don't, so. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's our note of positivity to end on. <laughs> <laughs> our colleges. <laughs> <laughs>